I am Trent Reinsmith. This is the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. It is Monday, January 11th, and here are the topics for today. Um, Dana White said that approximately 60 fighters would be released from the UFC roster before the end of 2020. That has not come true, and I'm starting to wonder if that was just a ploy. Um, Dana White was mad at Conor McGregor for talking... Uh, about Diego Sanchez when there was a lot of other things Dana White could have been mad at Conor McGregor about. Dana White wants wants to know how you cannot book uh, a rematch between Conor McGregor and Habib. And I'll tell you the simple answer to that. And Dana White also wants to, wants Conor McGregor to, you know, forget about that boxing Manny Pacquiao thing and stick with the UFC. And to that, come on now. And now, on with the show. So this this UFC cuts, the roster purge, has me thinking. Um, since we didn't see the big purge that White had promised, and you know, said that we were going to see approximately 60 fighters released. And I'm going to assume that made a lot of people nervous. And I'm also going to assume it made a lot of people more willing to take fights that maybe they weren't going to take, especially during a COVID during COVID nineteen pandemic. So my thinking is, since the end of 2020 has come and gone, and we're getting closer to the middle of January of 2021, and we haven't seen that big purge, is it really going to come? And I don't know. On paper. Maybe it should, but maybe this is going to be kind of a, instead an attrition thing or something else. But what I, what I see now and what I think now, and this is just my gut telling me this, is that that was a, a bluff, more or less a bluff. And it was a bluff designed to beef up the fight cards at least early in 2021 because Anyone that watched the second half of the UFC's 2020 um, run of fights knows that there were many, many fights that were pretty light on name talent and more reliant on fighters from the Dana White Contender Series. And I don't know. I didn't look at the numbers too, too much. And I don't know if ESPN got in someone's ear about this, which is another possibility. But maybe... The numbers were worrying on the ESPN side, or maybe the names were worrying on the ESPN side, and maybe someone said, "You know what? You got to get fighters that fans recognize at least early in 2021, and bump those numbers up." And how do you do that? You threaten fighters with release. And now, if you were if you sat out 2020, or if you were maybe concerned about your health, maybe concerned about your camp and your gym and your fitness and your nutrition and your cardio and your training and you didn't want to fight at less than optimum status, well, now maybe you're more willing to fight with the UFC looking to purge the roster. And maybe you're even more willing to fight when you see that a couple veterans were let go or not re-signed and so maybe that was the design 
maybe the whole thing was to get bigger name fighters to step up to the plate and to agree to fights under less than ideal circumstances, COVID-19 pandemic. So maybe that's what happened. Um, I don't think that's a crazy idea. I, I don't think it's a bad idea by the UFC to do that. It keeps everybody's job. UFC keeps everybody on the roster. And now maybe that, you know, bumps up the ratings. And then you just kind of slowly purge the roster in a more quote-unquote normal way. Fighters that are on losing skids, things like that. Like we have, you know, normally come to see during the UFC run. So maybe you avoid that big purge. So if it was a bluff, I think it might have worked. And but you can't you can't use that bluff a lot before some people start to see. All right, this didn't happen. Um, so you know you you look at some names, and you know these these aging fighters that are on losing skids. Maybe they are just not re-signed when their deals come to an end, or maybe they are, you know, released when they're on a, a decent losing skid. Who knows? But I don't think... I, I hope I'm right on this. I really do, because then that keeps everybody on the roster. And I know some people will say, by bringing this up, it kind of sounds like I want fighters to get released. That's not true. That's... an to, to think that would be idiotic. I would rather see everyone stay on the roster. And this was just a thought of why we didn't see that purge. Uh, so, um, like I said, I like, I like it in, in as much as it keeps everybody employed. Well, not employed, but independent contractor status keeps them on the roster and gives them the possibility to earn a check. But I don't like that the UFC doesn't deal with these folks straightforward. Um, so there's good and bad. And I think the good, if it isn't, and in fact, the bluff outweighs the bad. But we'll see. Maybe the timing was just off. And now that the fight cards are starting, we're going to see a bigger number than usual um, fighters get released. But it, it, again, something to keep an eye on. So Dana White talking about his relationship with Conor McGregor. Um, he told ESPN about uh, McGregor um, when this whole Diego Sanchez thing came up and McGregor let those um, direct messages out and people thought that broke bro code or some shit. Um, but this is what White had to say. We were in a really bad place then. I was really upset. It wasn't because he put out private messages. It was because we were talking about another fighter. I like Diego Sanchez a lot. And I have a lot of respect for Diego Sanchez. I care about Diego Sanchez. I was very upset about that. I talked to Diego face to face about it, being the great human being that he is. We're all good. Then I was really, really upset with McGregor. Um, what had happened was that there was, um, you know, some talk, and I think this was talk from McGregor to White that he wanted to fight Sanchez, maybe. And 
um, White replied in those direct messages, bro, we should lose our promoter's license if we make that fight. So I don't care how much you like Diego Sanchez. You pretty much did insult Diego Sanchez there, Dana White. Um, but the, the, the thing that really gets me all about this is that this is what makes Dana White mad, that Conor McGregor released messages where they were discussing another fighter and that White was bad-mouthing that fighter. So White is mad that he got caught doing something he shouldn't have been doing. That's what made him mad. So let's look at what could have made Dana White mad about Conor McGregor. Through a dolly through a through a bus window, generated a couple lawsuits, injured UFC employees, injured UFC fighters, screwed up an entire fight card, punched an old man in the head in the bar, negative publicity for the UFC, negative publicity for Conor McGregor, um, sexual assault reports, allegations, negative negative PR for everyone involved there. Threw somebody's phone on the ground, stomped on it, negative PR there. Um, what else is there? Various other smaller things that I'm probably forgetting. So there's a ton of legit real things, real life situations, like jail time possibilities that could have made Dana White mad. But what does he get mad at? That McGregor released a, a private message where White was saying that another fighter was not worthy of fighting Conor McGregor. That's what made him mad. It's a little a little glimpse inside the mind of uh, Dana White and what you can and can't get away with if you are a star in the UFC. So what you can get away with is throwing a, throwing a, a, a dolly through a, 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 van, a bus window with other fighters and UFC employees on it, punching someone in the head in a bar on tape, um... Just various and sundry stupidity that you can get away with. Don't release private messages where Dana White's saying one fighter is unworthy of fighting another one. That's where the line gets drawn. Think about that for a while. Think about how stupid that is. But that's the mind of Dana White. So speaking of White and McGregor, we know that he's going to pressure Habib with everything he's got to, to, to get him to come out of retirement. And we know the reason for that is so he can book a fight between McGregor and Habib. Because White has already made up his mind that McGregor is going to beat Poirier. So Dustin Poirier can spoil a whole lot of plans by beating Conor McGregor. A whole lot of plans. And in White's mind, if Poirier beats McGregor, he's going to cost the UFC a ton of money. A ton of money, short-term and long-term. So if you need a reason to root for Dustin Poirier, that's one. Spoiling Dana White's plans is, is a good enough reason for me. Um, I, you know, If, if you're going to look for my pick on this one, I think Poirier has a much better chance this time than he did the first time. But I still think McGregor is going to win. But would I be shocked if Poirier won? No. So, I, I th like I said, I think McGregor wins. I think Poirier has a better shot, but I still think McGregor wins. But 
to make the assumption and start looking ahead, which is what White's doing here. Risky proposition, always risky proposition. So what White said more or less is, um, how do you not book that fight? So, and here's this quote to ESPN. Like you said, Connor goes like this, but if this Connor sticks around for the next year, how do you not, how do you not do Habib versus Connor again? Well, here's how you don't do it. You watch the first fight, and you see the first fight, and you look at it unbiased, and you see that, that McGregor got beat and was just beat up. That Nurmagomedov ran over him. Strictly speaking, there's no reason to make that fight from a fight prospect aspect, rather. No reason. If this was random fighter A and random fighter B and, and random fighter A won that fight, like, like Nurmagomedov did, you would say there's no reason to make that rematch. White would say that. It was a blowout. Well, maybe not a blowout, but it was, you know, there was no doubt who won that fight and who was dominating that fight. The only reason that White wants to make that fight is because it's two big money makers. And who stands to make the most money? Dana White. So, how you don't make that fight is easy. McGregor doesn't deserve that rematch. Nurmagomedov doesn't want to give him that rematch. And that's how you don't make the fight. Another way you don't make the fight is if Dustin Poirier plays spoiler. Which, like I said, if you want to root for somebody just so to ruin Dana White's plans, then the man from uh, Louisiana is who you're going to be rooting for at UFC 257. Another thing, we're still stuck on this, and we're going to stick. And like I said, the whole the whole thing here is going to be White, Poirier, McGregor. Nurmagomedov today. Um, so if White beats, I'm sorry, if White beats, if McGregor beats Poye, White's going to want him to stick around in MMA. And here's what he also said to um, ESPN, I think this is from. Um, I would love to see him focus on what he could do in the UFC, whether it's taking another shot at the title against Habib. Shouldn't happen. Or fight for the title against somebody else if Habib retires and then defends the title. He already did retire. A boxing match with any of these guys, that sort of stuff is always going to be there. It's not. You're the absolute best in the world right now at MMA. He's not. The timing is right now. It's not. You're not getting any younger. That's true. I would love to see him go for it here in the UFC in the next year. Of course you would. All right, so let's pick this apart in more depth than my snarky comments to White's quotes. Um, love to see him stick around and do what he could do in the UFC, of course. Why? He's the biggest draw in the UFC. If he beats Poirier, he remains the biggest draw in the UFC. And so, money is the interest there. Um, take another shot at the title against Habib? No. Doesn't deserve it. Shouldn't get it. Uh, fight somebody else if Habib retires and then defend that title. We know Habib retired. We also know why Habib retired. His mother did not want him to fight on without his father, who died because of COVID-19 um, related illness. So we know why Nurmagomedov retired. He gave his mother his word, 
and I don't see him going back on that. I'd be I'd be surprised. I'd be very surprised. So, if if McGregor beats Poirier, I hope he he does fight someone else for the vacant title. Um, I don't want to actually. I don't want him to see him fight the, for the title, but that that that's going to happen regardless. A boxing match with any of these guys is always going to be there. That is one hundred percent not true. Manny Pacquiao is not a young man. That's the fight that McGregor wants and is interested in. Pacquiao. Why? Giant name, giant paycheck. And I don't fault McGregor for that. I mean, even if he's going to get beat up, which I expect he would, the check is going to be generational wealth check. It's the kind of check, why it won't be as big as the Mayweather one, it won't be terribly much less and it will be more than he has earned as a UFC fighter and it will be more than he could ever earn as a UFC fighter. So, yeah, you take that fight against Manny Pacquiao. If it's somebody else short of a Mayweather rematch, I don't I don't think you take it. I mean, there's other big name fighters, but do you want to fight a big name fighter who's in their prime? No. No, you don't. So you fight an older Manny Pacquiao who is still going to truck McGregor, but, you know, maybe a little less. Uh, so to White, for White to say that those boxing matches are always going to be there, they are definitely not, especially not one as big as Manny Pacquiao. That's not always going to be there. So McGregor should take that if it's there. Um, and is McGregor the best in MMA right now? No. Even with a win over Poirier, no. Um, and the timing is is not right for to avoid a boxing match. It just is not um, because the money is going to be exponentially bigger in boxing for McGregor. He knows that. Is it going to be exponentially harder? Yeah. He also knows that. But you weigh it out, the boxing makes more sense for McGregor. So, of course, White wants him to stick around and fight in MMA because if he does so, White makes more money. None of this is based on wanting what is best for a fighter or anything like that. This is what is best for the UFC's bottom line and Dana White's pocket. And that's how Dana White operates. It's Dana White first, UFC second, and then the fighters way down down that list. A distant, distant, distant third. And so, there's no reason that White wants McGregor to stick around other than he can make money off of his back. That's it. Simple, simple, simple economics. And with that, I'm going to call it a night. Um, should be back tomorrow. We'll see. And then uh, see how things go. Um, so, until next time, everyone stay safe.